live from sunny Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the OU Global to Hillel Physics phone call. I am your host, Naftali Herman. As always, thank you so much for joining today's program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Shlishi, the second day of the month of Shvat. I'm like to joke that today is two Shvat, as in the number two with the month of Shvat, but we still got a little while to go until the actual two Shvat. Thank you to our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support, in particular the Schwartz family, and whose names are prominently listed in the OU Daily email. To sponsor future programs, please visit OU.org slash call. That's OU.org forward slash B-A-L-L. You can make a sponsorship for any point in the future, but specifically for tomorrow, the deadline for a sponsorship is today at 5 p.m. Eastern time. The archive is in the midst of being updated. Hopefully, in the next uh, few coming days, we should be up to date, probably up until this week. So that is something to look forward to. And if you're enjoying and benefiting from the daily call, please let your family and friends know about it. Share it with your circle of friends. Share it with your WhatsApp group by word of mouth, by email. Let people know that we're enjoying this program and that each of our tefillot, the words of Torah that we're learning together, is making a difference, a little bit of a difference here and in Shemayim, so let's continue to get the word out. On behalf of DOU, it is my esteemed honor to welcome to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Eitan Cooper of Beth Shalom Congregation in Potomac, Maryland, to share different physics, which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Cooper slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Tarek Chav, Chav Gimel, Kuf Chav Aleph, and Kuf Lamed. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. It will be followed by the Mishaberach Lecholim with a sizable pause to insert the names of all those whom we are praying for. And as we always hope to, we will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. What a pleasure and honor it is to welcome Rabbi Cooper to the Daily Call. The Chavod, with great honor, Rabbi Cooper. Thank you so much, Rabbi Herman. It's really my pleasure and honor to be here as well. Uh, and I just want to start by sending my best to everybody out there who's listening, hoping that everybody is in good health, feeling well. And for those who are not, I hope Hashem can bless you with strength and with fortitude during these challenging times. I do also want to acknowledge um, the, uh, the tragic death yesterday of uh, two Israeli pilots, Lieutenant Colonel Erez Sakhiani and Major Chen Vogel, who were both killed in a helicopter crash during a training exercise off the coast of Haifa, and a third individual uh, whose name has not been released is recovering, and uh, we're all davening today for his refuah shlema. And with so much going on in the world around us, I'm also thinking about the message of uh, Rosh Chodesh Shvat, which was just yesterday. Shvat, uh, Shin, Bet, Tet, Shvat. Uh, many people understand to be an acronym for Sheni Shema, the Sorot Tavot that we should hear good things, and uh, I, I, I'm hoping for good things this month for our community, for the Jewish people, and for the whole world. And along those lines of positive thinking, of expecting that things are going to work out, I want to share with you uh, a brief story followed by a few words of Torah. And the story goes as follows. It involves my son, and uh, if you are part of the Beth Shalom community, you might have heard me tell this story once already, so you'll forgive me for telling it again. But my son, several months ago, woke up in the middle of the night. There was a power outage, 
And because his nightlight went off, he actually woke up the second the nightlight went off. And he came running to our room, and he was actually very scared that the power had, had gone out in the middle of the night. And he, he came and he sat next to me, and he did something really amazing. He asked me first, when is, when is the power going to come back on? And I said, I, I don't know. And then he closed his eyes, and he recited what I think must have been the most beautiful, most kavana-filled with focus and intention, most kavana-filled prayer, tefila, that I have ever heard in my life. And he said, please, Hashem, turn the lights back on right now. And I kid you not, within probably 10 seconds of him finishing this short little prayer, the lights in our house went back on and the power was restored. I was a little bit surprised, I have to say, at, at the success and the immediate answer to my son, Kiva, but I have to tell you, he was not at all surprised. He went about this event as though this was totally normal, totally expected that you could daven for something, and it will happen immediately. He wasn't surprised in any way. And I think of my son's prayer, and I wish sometimes that I, too, can daven in that way that I could feel that amount of connection, have that amount of kavana and focus, have so much amuna, so much faith, that I expect things are going to happen for me the minute I ask them of Hashem. reality, I think as we all know, things don't always work out that way. Our lives as adults, our standing, our understanding of the world around us and of God are different, and our tzilot oftentimes are, are different than my son's tzilot. And we see an example of this in this week's Parsha, which is Parsha Bo. As Moshe Davin, on behalf of Paro, Paro actually asks Moshe to Davin for him to stop the plague of Arbe, of locusts. And Paro asks Moshe to Davin on his behalf so that the plague can stop and so that the Jewish people can be set free finally. And of course, we all know as readers, and Moshe knows as a Navi, as a prophet, that there will be two additional plagues to come, darkness, koshech, and makat bechorot, the death of the firstborn. And the Mitziv, Naftali Svi Yehuda of Berlin, who read the Velazhi Yeshiva in the 19th century, he actually notes in his commentary that in this moment, he chooses to accommodate Paro's request to daven for him, even though he still knows with certainty, Moshe knows that if he davens to Hashem and the locusts stop, there's still going to be more plagues after this. But Moshe chose to daven for Paro, despite knowing that what Paro wanted was not going to happen ultimately. He was not going to be spared. Maybe the locusts would stop, there was still, but there were still going to be more plagues to come. And in every way, in every way, this tefillah that Moshe recites in this week's Parsha is different than my son's prayer, the prayer of a child probably a more sophisticated prayer. It's the prayer of someone who has a deep understanding of Hashem, who knows that sometimes it's okay, and maybe even preferable, to pray for something, even though we, even though we know it might not come. And I'm sure we can all think of examples of this in our own lives, of things we continue to dive in for, despite not being sure it'll happen. And sometimes, this is probably the prayer that we should all pray. I really still can't stop thinking about my son's prayer. And I wonder, 
If we should all be infusing our own throughout with the prayers of a child, there's something so beautiful, so innocent, so passionate about approaching Hashem from this perspective. Looking up at the heavens, crying out, asking, really fully expecting, as a child would, that things are going to work out. And in this slide, I just want to conclude by citing the Mishnah from today's Mishnah Yomi. If people don't know, the new Mishnah Yomi cycle just restarted. We started a Mishnah learning group at our school. And today's Mishnah from Masakas Brachos, um, Perik Dalid, Chapter 4, Mishnah Bet, Mishnah number 2. Today's Mishnah, we had been learning previously all about the, the times for which you can daven, the times for which you can pray, and all the rules about how we should focus. And there's a lot of structure and a lot of, a lot of details about how you should daven properly. But in today's Mishnah, we see something a little different. I mean, Nechunia ben Hakana would daven a beautiful tefillah upon entering and leaving the Beit Midrash. And his students would ask him, they said, Ma makom What is the point of this tefillah that you're reciting, Rabbi? I imagine his students thinking, shouldn't you be davening with more structure, with more rigidity, all of the necessary details that we know? What is this, this tefillah that you're just saying of your own volition? Shouldn't you be approaching your tefillah maybe more according to the rules, maybe even as a responsible adult might, like the way Moshe might have approached his tefillah? And Rabbi Nechunia ben Akanya teaches him about the contents of his prayer. The message, I think, is that as important as the structure and the details might be in our tefillot, and as important as it must be to approach our tefillot as mature adults with a sense of nuance and complexity, sometimes we also need to pour our hearts out to Hashem as we ask for things in a passionate way, just as a child might. It's my blessing to all of us that we can channel all of our hopes, dreams, and desires of this moment through our tefillot, and that we can find meaningful moments to turn to Hashem in a complex way, but that also, at the same time, we can find moments to turn to Hashem and daven with innocence, with purity, and with the full expectation that things were going to work out, that we can all daven the prayer of a child. I'm now going to continue with the, uh, with the Tehillim. We'll begin by reciting chapter 20, Perek Kaf. Ramatseach mizmor le David, yancha Adonai beyom tsara, yefagevcha Shem elohe Yaakov, yishrach ezrecha mikodesh umitzion yifazecha, kor kol minchotecha veoratcha yidash netzara, yitain lacha kilvavcha vechol atadcha yemare, Chapter 23. 
תערוף לפני שולחן נגד צהריי, שנת בשמן ראשי כוסי רוויית, אך טוב וחסד ירדפוני כל ימי חיי, ושבתי בבית אדוני לאורך ימים. Chapter 121, <laughs> Thank <laughs> קיוויתי אדוני כי בתא נפשי ולדברו הוכלתי. נפשי לאדוני שומרים לבוקר שומרים לבוקר. יחל ישראל אל אדוני כי אם אדוני החסד בהרבה אימות בדות. והוא יפתה את ישראל מכל עוונותיו. נעשה משברך פרקולים, a prayer for those who are sick who are in need of a רפואה שלמה. When I pause, please insert the names. Please replace the names of any individuals who are in need of healing, who are in need of a refuah shlema at this time. Mishaberach, Avotenu, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aharon, David, Yishlomo, Uyivarech, Viyarpeh, Et HaKolim, Et HaKolot. בעבור שכל הקהל מתפעלים בעבירם, בשכר זה הקדוש ברוך הוא ימלא רחמים עליהם, להחלימם ולהפותם ולהחזיקם ולהחיותם, וישלח להם הרה רפואה שלמה מן השמיים לכל עבריהם ולכל גידיהם, ותוך שאר כל ישראל רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף. השתא וגרה בזמן קריב ונאמר אמן. אחינו כל בית ישראל הנתונים בצרה ובשביה העומדים בין בים ובין ביבשה המקום ירחם עליהם ויוציאם מצרה לרווחה ומאפלה לאורה ומשיבול מגורה השתא בעגרה ובזמן קריב ונאמר אמן. אמן. Thank you so much Rabbi Cooper and I'll share with everyone else. Rabbi Cooper shared with me this morning that uh, they have a snow day in their area, something hard for me to relate to. So uh, we heard some tefillos going on in the background, Rabbi Cooper, with one of your kids, and uh, we, I think we all appreciate it. It's wonderful to hear the children, always. Thank you so much again, Rabbi Cooper, and we hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and a refuah for all those in need will be answered. Latova for good. May all of our tefillos, may all of our prayers be answered for good. 
Please join us again tomorrow on Wednesday for our next scheduled program. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic, wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day.